This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, great to have you with us here on a Monday morning. Thanks for wanting with us. Steven Strom here. Marlins win 2-1 as always. For the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, it's always nice to get yourself back into the wind column, and that's exactly what the Marlins did this afternoon here at Lone Depot Park. They hung on for dear life. Skip Schumacher removing David Robertson from the closer's role today. He turned things over to Tanner Scott in the ninth inning with a 2-1 to lead after Jorge Soler hit a two-run go-ahead homer, his 19th of the season in his major league leading 19th in the bottom of the third. And the Marlins hang on to beat the Washington Nationals by a final score of 2-1 to here in Miami this afternoon to salvage a game in this three-game weekend series against the Washington Nationals. This is the 10th inning show. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Thanks for making us a part of your Sunday. Let's uh, take a look at this ball game, break this one down for you here today. Marlins did not have a starting pitcher today, so they elected to utilize an opener, and that was J.T. Shagwa this afternoon. He went opposite of Trevor Williams, who was terrific for the Washington Nationals. J.T. Shagwa tossed a scoreless top of the first inning, and his day was over, and he would in turn then hand things over to Brian Hoeing. Trevor Williams worked around an automatic double from Jorge Soler in the first inning. Both sides went quietly in the second, and then going to the top of the third in a scoreless ball game, hoeing in his second inning of work. He allowed a leadoff single and then a double to C.J. Abrams and Lane Thomas in the third. Then after a strikeout of Joey Manessis, Dominic Smith had a chance to give the Nationals an early lead here today. Here's Dominic Smith. First pitch swinging, ground ball hit weakly to first. The run's going to score. Bell picks it up, steps on the bag. Two outs, but an RBI ground out for Dominic Smith. Gives the Washington Nationals a 1-0 lead here in the third inning. But when it was all said and done, that's the only support offensively the Nationals were able to provide their pitching staff here today. 1-0 Washington, and wouldn't stay that way for long. Trevor Williams in the bottom of the third inning allowed a leadoff single to Luis Arise, who went back to the leadoff spot for the first time in three weeks today, and that subsequently brought Jorge Soler to the plate. 0-2 pitch. That's a fly ball in the air. Left center field hit fairly deep. Young's going back at the wall. Goodbye! Jorge Soler, a two-run bomb to AutoNation Alley. 35 home runs this season for Jorge Soler. The Marlins lead 2-1 here in the bottom of the third. And then it was time to grind things out. Brian Hoeing worked a perfect fourth inning after the two-run shot by Soler in the bottom of the third, and that's always what you ask for, right? You get a couple of runs, then you need a shutdown inning. He was perfect in the fourth. He was perfect in the fifth. He allowed a leadoff single in the sixth. That brought Stephen Okert into the ballgame for the Miami Marlins, and he got Dominic Smith to fly out to right, Carter Keboom to fly out to right, and Jake Alou to line out to left. And the Marlins had themselves a 2-1 to lead to go into the bottom of the sixth inning this afternoon. On the other side, Trevor Williams was great after the two-run homer. He uh, retired the side in order after the two-run homer in the third, allowed a two-out double in the fourth, was perfect in the fifth, and he worked around a two-out walk in the sixth inning. So two-thirds of the way through this ballgame this afternoon. Marlins hanging on, baby. They had themselves a 2 
to one lead. A.J. Puck got the seventh inning for the Marlins this afternoon. He got two quick outs before he walked Jacob Young, the center fielder, and then hit C.J. Abrams, but he was able to strike out Lane Thomas to retire the side and the threat in the top of the seventh inning. So at the stretch, the Marlins had a two-to-one lead. Bottom of the eighth inning, Mason Thompson came on, allowed a two-out single to Jazz Chisholm Jr., but nothing further. And through eight innings this afternoon, or Trevor Williams, by the way, was uh, he tossed the perfect bottom of the seventh. He went seven. Let's start there. He allowed a couple of the runs on five hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. Puck got the seventh. I skipped one inning there. I'm sorry, folks. Puck worked the clean seventh. Andrew Nardi worked a perfect eighth inning with a strikeout. So Williams went seven, Mason Thompson, and then came on for the Nationals in the bottom of the eighth inning. He allowed a two-out single and nothing further in the bottom of the eighth inning. So the Marlins had a two-to-one lead. There were reports around game time that Skip Schumacher had removed David Robertson from the closer's role. Robertson down today. That means that Tanner Scott was looking for his first save since the end of April and his third in total this season. The first man that he faced was the pinch hitter Alex Call, who he got to pop out to second base to Luis Arise for the first out of the inning. Then Cabert Ruiz, the pinch hitter, lined a single through the left side, and Ildemaro Vargas followed with a single of his own, and the Washington Nationals had runners at first and second base, tying run in scoring position. With one out in the top of the ninth inning, the batter was Jacob Young, who made his major league debut last night, pinch ran and scored in the ninth inning. He was looking for his first hit in the big leagues with runners at first and second with one out. Top of the ninth inning this afternoon, the Marlins had themselves a 2-1 to lead. Clock ticks down to five. Scott looks back. Here comes the 2-2 pitch, the Young. And he swings, and it's a ground ball to the left side. Berger's got it to second for one. Throw to first. In time! It's a game-ending 5-4-3 double play. And the Marlins beat the Nationals by a final score of 2-1. It was hang on for dear life, baby. But the Marlins found a way to win it. Good stuff. Marlins today with their 28th one-run victory of the season. It's a come-from-behind win for the Marlins this afternoon, their 32nd come-from-behind win in such fashion this season. The victory of the Marlins now 66-65 and 65 this season. So let's take a look at the totals from this ballgame for you today. We'll start with the Nationals. A run, seven hits, no errors. Eight men left on base for the Marlins. Two runs, six hits, no errors, and six men left on base. These two teams today combined to go 0 for 10 with runners in scoring position while leaving 14 men on base. The winning pitcher was Brian Hoeing, who went four-plus, allowed a run on four hits, one walk and five strikeouts. Hoeing was relieved by Okert, Puck, Nardi, and Scott. The bullpen was ter terrific for the Marlins today. Trevor Williams, the tough luck loser for the Washington Nationals, fired seven innings for the 16th time in his career. Allowed a couple of runs on five hits. Really just one swing cost him the veteran right-hander here today. And then Tanner Scott, his third save of the season for the Miami Marlins, hunkered down there in the top of the ninth inning and found a way to save this ball game. This afternoon, started this ball game at 140, finished it at 354. Total time of game, two hours and 14 minutes in front of 17,216 inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park here today. With the loss, the Nationals are now 61-70. and 70. And with the victory, and by the way, the Marlins playing today 500 for the first time since May 26th. The Marlins now a game back over 500 at 66 and 65. That's a really nice win for the Marlins here today. And again, uh, this doesn't solve everybody's issues, but can the Marlins start 
to pile up wins. Can they take this off day tomorrow and feeling good about themselves, carry it over into Tuesday when Sandy Alcantara pitches. Can they win that one and then win a ball game on Wednesday for Jesus Lazardo? And then it's four more next weekend against these Washington Nationals. The Marlins have a lot of opportunity in front of them. Things have not gone late well lately. They had lost eight of ten in four straight series while falling to twelve and twenty-six since the break coming into this ball game this afternoon. But the Marlins find themselves back into the win column today, and we'll see if they can build upon this victory today on Tuesday against the Tampa Bay Rays. For the Miami Marlins pitching staff this afternoon, nine strikeouts means that $225 will be donated to AutoNation's Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 2-1 win over the Nationals. Skip, I know you've been talking so much about mm. it, just how hard the guys have been working to try and get back on track. Uh, joy, relief, what's kind of the biggest feeling after being able to close out one like that? It was, it was a good win. Um, uh, a lot of good defensive plays. Berger, obviously, to end the game with the rise, uh, the double play ball. Berger's been great defensively, too. That doesn't get talked about enough. But our bullpen did a great job today, obviously, giving up you know, one run in a bullpen type of game. And um, Soli's been you know, winning game after game for us, and he, he won another game for us today. What went into the decision to use Tanner Scott in the ninth? Um, I, Tanner has had an, a really an incredible year this year. Um, and he, not that he didn't have a good year last year because he did, but I think that, um, Tanner's done it before he had 20 saves last year and, um, he's got swing and miss, um, and the ability to, um, or have done it before lefties, righties, it doesn't really matter. Um, plus stuff. Um, it just, I just felt like, you know, maybe we give him a shot, uh, in the ninth inning. Is it something that we could see more of moving forward? I think you can. You can. Uh, you'll probably see Tanner there in the ninth inning. Yeah. Talk a little bit about Homing today and the job he kind of did for you. I mean, how important was that for him to give you four innings in a bullpen game? It was huge. Um, you know, we had a, a, you know, we had a fresh bullpen for the most part. Some guys had to go back to back. You know, Tanner had to go back to back, and uh, Nardi had to go back to back. But to, to have Hoeing go um, as long as he did, you know, really set us up. You know, Puck getting out of a jam was big, big for us, big for him too. Getting out of that situation, not having to use another arm um, was crucial. Not have to go one plus with someone who just went back to back. Um, it was, was big. Um, we're going to be starting to run out, you know, a lot of our guys here to try to close these games out and to win as many as we can, you know, the next month. And so you're going to see a lot of those guys going back to back and, sometimes even three times and um, uh, three in a row. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot on them. So trying to get get them through and have hoeing, you know, go, you know, as many as he did was big. And I want to say you're not, it's not like you're not going to see Robertson anymore. So I don't want you to think that um, we still have big confidence, a lot of confidence in him. We acquired him for a reason to get us out of high leverage situations. And, and that hasn't, um, that that's still going to happen. So I don't want you to think that just because, you know, what happened last night, you won't see him again. So, Tanner can't throw every day. Nardi can't throw every day. Um, so you'll see you'll see him uh, seventh, eighth, ninth inning as well. That last batter that uh, Hoeing faced was that because of the comeback, or was he always going to come out after that hitter? Yeah, he was coming out. Uh, Okert was going to get that lane, uh, no matter what happened right there. Just and it looked like you know he he's fine. He got hit uh, you know just above the or on the foot, so he's he's fine. Siller was just mashing the ball today. Just what do you think of his uh, performance? Yeah, really good at bats. Um, robbed a couple times. Obviously, the home run was huge. We 
we have to score more runs so it's not one run games um, because uh, you know that we're playing with fire in the ninth inning um, and as good as we've been with in run, one run games um, you know we're, we're we can't keep doing that so adding on would be ideal hopefully moving forward um, but yes solely has been um, a monster in the middle of the order lead off doesn't matter where I put him right now um, he's he's been winning a lot of games for us and um, I, you know I've said this about a couple guys, but I'm not sure where we'd be without Soli um, this year and his comeback year, and um, it's it's been it's been great to watch. We had a chance to catch up with Luisa Rise after the Marlins victory. They snap a skid. Let's hear what Luis had to say after the victory. Back top lineup in almost three weeks. How does that feel for you? I feel amazing. I miss my spotter, but um, this is baseball, you know. So he just tried to put me in second, third, and then like see if we got more RBIs. But um, I'm happy we win today, and then I hope we continue win. Where do you feel like you guys can maybe use this win today as a jumping point to, to go on a little bit of a run? It's a good start. It's a good start because um, watching them play really good baseball. They play defense, they hit, they got really good pitchers. But uh, it's a really good win, really good win for us, and then we just need to keep continue to play hard. Luis, I know you guys have been battling hard to get back onto the right track. What's kind of been the key of, of maybe keeping things even keel in here, you know, not getting too low during a tough stretch, not getting too too high either, you know, and just, just keeping consistency? It's tough second half for us, for everybody, because we everybody want to win, you know. But um, we just need to keep continue to play. If we lose yesterday, today's another day, we win. But tomorrow we got day off. We just need to keep continuing work hard and then come back hard, uh, strong. And then we got amazing team. We played really good first half. We just need to keep continuing to play like that. And you and Jake Berger turned that double play down the game. I mean, how has he been staring into the field? Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. He he he, he homer. He can run too. He played really good defense. I'm happy for him. He's amazing guy too. Solaire, another go-ahead home run. He leads Major League Baseball in go-ahead home runs. How would you describe just the way that he's come through and, and been so clutch for this team this season? He got a lot of power. Yeah. He got a lot of power. He just needed to touch the ball like that. He's amazing. When I saw Solaire hit the ball, I said, he's gone. If I hit the ball like that, I gotta, uh, I gotta just touch like him. But he's amazing. Solaire just needed to continue to play like that. And uh, I hope he continues to stay healthy and then play baseball. All right, we are off on this Monday afternoon. We're right back at it. It's going to be the Citrus Series. The Tampa Bay Rays visit Lone Depot Park. It's going to be a 641st pitch, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 610. As always, we hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.